how do I make a living doing what God has uniquely designed me to do? I hear this question all the time, and I've asked this question almost every year of my life. And truthfully, if you are pushing into an area that you feel uniquely designed, qualified, equipped, passionate about, then you're probably going to have to ask funding questions. Now, we don't live off some of the traditional funding paradigms we have maybe for the last 50 or 100 years. Things are changing, but there's some really exciting opportunities. And somebody that you need to hear from is my friend, Casey Casamento. Casey is the founder of an incredible new platform called Storehouse. I think about maybe the combination between Kickstarter and Patreon for kingdom creators, and that is Storehouse. Stay Forth actually is one of the creators on there, and we're actually asking people to invest. Now, starting at $10 a month, if this podcast has been nourishing to your heart and soul and team and family, we invite you to give. If you want to help at-risk leaders receive coaching that helps them clarify their next steps or experiences that helps them replenish in this really challenging season, go on our storehouse page. You can go on over to storehouse.world and take a peek. Take a peek at our page. You'll get some perks from that. We'd love to send you something in the mail, but we do invite you into the mission with us to help us reach more people. Now, maybe this is a good fit for you as well. Uh, maybe you are a kingdom creator. Maybe you have a message on your heart that you haven't launched yet. I am so excited about the opportunities that Storehouse can unlock for so many leaders asking the money question. How do I sustain this calling that God has invited me into? How do I create time in my schedule and justify time through money to focus on this thing? this way that you are uniquely designed and equipped, this genius that you have to get it out to the world. I believe we've never had as many opportunities to get the good news of Jesus out as we do today. But it's really complex. How do we feed our families in the midst of that? How do we take our next steps? What are the right platforms for us? And now I believe this is a platform that's going to help a ton of leaders, content creators, artists, creatives of all types to be able to fund the mission that God has given them. So we talk about how our ministry or missionary heart has to combine with our business mind. We have to be shrewd. We have to be savvy. But I believe there are people who will care for that message, who will connect your message to more people and could be your patrons. So take a look at storehouse.world, but take a listen to this episode with my friend Casey Casamento. Also, just a reminder, you're just going to be hearing from ladies for here on out for about the next month or so. We are cracking open a series starting on the next episode where we're talking about the joys and challenges of leading today as a female. We're going to have some good and uncomfortable conversations. Men, we need these conversations. Ladies, I think you're going to be really inspired and encouraged by these conversations as well. So this would be the last of hearing from dudes. We're going to head into hearing from some ladies about the joys and challenges of female leadership and entrepreneurship. You don't want to miss this upcoming series. But now, welcome to the podcast, my friend, founder of this incredible new platform called Storehouse, Casey Casamento. Casey, welcome to the podcast. Alan, my man. Hey, it's great to talk with you. And uh, I am excited for this conversation. And honestly, guys, we need to be talking about 
resources about the online space. There's great potential, great opportunities, as we've seen in the season. Of course, there are a lot of obstacles as well um, to that. And so a really amazing new platform we get to talk about uh, today called Storehouse uh, that you founded, Casey, that you put blood, sweat, tears, investments, relationships into. So I'm really excited to kind of dig in to that. And so kind of start with this. When did you start paying attention to online creators and even some of the revenue streams that are or or are not supporting them? Yeah, Alan, it, it was a bit unconventional for me. Uh, I, I've been a church planter and pastor and pastored uh, the church we planted for nine years and um, have come to understand some unique things about myself, you know, throughout the years. And one of those things that I just, I'm an entrepreneurial person. Uh, I am most alive when I am chasing Jesus and thinking about big ideas and big dreams. But the idea of Storehouse uh, didn't come from just a desire to come up with a, an idea and to chase something bigger than myself. Uh, it really came uh, from a place where I was personally struggling to, to think of, uh, to really identify a place where I could grow um, my reach in terms of some of the content I was building out and wanted to continue to build out. Uh, surrounding leadership. I had been coaching leaders in my city uh, for a few years and found myself in somewhat of a cul-de-sac and where where my proximity to these leaders, um, me as a pastor, you know, in in the same city started to become just a a new challenge. And so I started to dream about um, reaching other leaders in other markets. And it led me to ask a question to one of my uh, tech friends. And I asked him one day, I called him and I said, hey, where are people going today? What are they using today? I mean, I understand social media uh, and and I shared a bit was on my heart. And he said, well, have you heard of this this platform, Patreon? And so I, I jumped in and started to look at it. It was new to me about four years ago. But what was interesting, Alan, that through that period of time, which ended up being months long, um, I found my spirit just being very unsettled. And, and part of what I was struggling with was for me, you know, my content was extremely gospel centered. It was extreme. It was saturated with scripture. And I began to question and, and, and just ask myself, the, you know, the question, uh, Will my type of content thrive and flourish on this platform? Not just today, four years ago, but five years down the road, 10 years down the road. It's really interesting um, that, that even much of what has happened in our culture just in the recent year or two, we weren't even talking about cancel culture four or five years ago. But I was grappling with uh, these ideas of of biblical content, of Christian creators, kingdom creators, pursuing their creative callings freely, as much as possible, uh, free from fear 
that 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 content's going to become a challenge, you know, for the very platform of which they've poured and invested. And and in my prayer for this idea, Alan, I really felt like I heard the Lord um, speak a question to me. And the question was is just very simple. And on one hand, it's not very profound. But I just heard God say, where will my people go? When I heard that question, I wrote it down. And I actually started to just dream bigger dreams and just, just ask deeper questions. Like, how can we live in the, the 21st century now with all this technology and connection, and yet the church has um, passed off the opportunity to the world alone, and we've not used it as a place to cultivate community, cultivate collaboration, you know, in a online, even perhaps globally. And so I started to just wrestle with some of the ideas of like, wow, I really believe that the Christian witness online, um, rather than being potent, really has has uh, been watered down uh, as we rightly have utilized these various platforms and social media um, accounts, you know, to to do our creative work and to connect with our audience and grow our audience. And so, but I thought, surely there's more. Surely there's more that we can do together. Surely sparks are going to fly. Fireworks are going to launch when people who would not normally have ever met come together deeply passionate about loving God and loving their neighbor, deeply passionate about Jesus, deeply passionate about their Christian uh, creative calling. And you get people into the same space. And I think God will do what God does and what God has done, create new things. And so ultimately the idea for a platform really dedicated to kingdom creators was birthed out of some of those thoughts, some of those grapplings. And uh, yeah, it's been a couple years now. Man. Kind of, kind of jumping in. I love it, man. And I remember the first time you explained it to me, I got it. I got it and said, yes, we, we need this. Instead of even demonizing the online space, how do we repurpose this? This is a vehicle. This is an opportunity. Then we got to develop it further. We're sitting next to a pool in Nicaragua. You know, we're playing, we're getting schooled by little kids playing soccer. And like the idea continues and I believe will continue to develop. That is Storehouse. Share a little bit uh, behind that name and how that describes really what you're trying to do at Storehouse. Yeah, so it's really, for me, it's a really, it's a great story. Somewhat humiliating. Um, as we, we stepped out and my wife and I just in prayer in unison made decisions to, uh, to really go after this. Um, I struggled for months on end of a name. I mean, I felt like a failed entrepreneur, you know, on one hand, the name could almost be the easiest part, right? You just pick something. And, and I had all these, I won't even share them, just these absolutely ridiculous, crazy names. And then one day, uh, my wife texts me and she says, can you talk? And, you know, not an emergency, but something, can you talk? So I, I pick up the phone and I called her and she was, 
through the phone, I could tell that she was um, uh, battling and 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 in something that that normally, you know, it's not how her day would go. I said, "Babe, are you okay?" And and she she just walked me through a couple hours that morning where she was just in the word and she was praying um, for our family. She was, she was praying for our church at the time and she was praying for storehouse and she just felt um, the Lord, the spirit of God just rest powerfully upon her and just bring, bring up this idea, this word in these scriptures um, uh, about storehouse about a storehouse biblically being a place that housed resources. It was a place that was a blessing to many, many people, right? It was a, it became a place where those resources literally saved lives. And, and it also talks about, and it's this is kind of my favorite throughout scripture, the storehouses in heaven and where God just pours out blessings and favor upon his people. And so it literally was decided that day. The moment she spoke it, um, wow. uh, I was sold. And yeah, and it's been storehouse ever since. Wow. Talk about a couple of the pain points that somebody that says, I want to create, I have kingdom stuff in me. I believe it's going to impact other people. I want to get this message out to the world. What are a couple of those pain points that those creators are going to hit along the way? Well, first, I would say I agree with you and what, what you said just a, a, a couple minutes ago. Um, rather than demonizing entirely the social media space, you know, we have to recognize that as Christians, Christ followers, that the Great Commission today, I don't, it hasn't, the Great Commission hasn't changed, but the means to which we reach this world, it, it, they have changed. Yes. And if we don't embrace this, um, we have to be wise, right? We have to understand the shadow side of social media. But if we don't embrace this, uh, and I want to throw something out as I get to the pain points of, of creators. But in 2020, Alan, there were over 3.6 billion people using social media. 3.6 billion people, and they projected to be over 4.4 uh, 4 billion by, by 2025. Oh. And, and so what we see today, we see Christians usually younger than you and me, um, but, but who are creative and who are artistic and who are absolutely incredible and who are courageous and you know what? They are using the means of the culture of the day to, to take God's uh, word, both to our country, also to the world. But what we see in, in their pursuits of that, uh, we see a couple of, of challenges. And, and every creator that I have spoken to, at some level, they've articulated these pain points. The first simply being um, surrounding funding. This idea of, of not just viewing what they're doing as ministry, they've built an audience, but, but rather now, how do they sustain the ministry? How do they sustain 
the work? How do they work a job and continue to pour into uh, their ministry or their mission, uh, you know, and, and continue to be able to financially take it to the next level? Yes. And so the need, you know, today is as great as it's ever been for God's people to continue to sow into God's projects, to sow into God's people that he's using, uh, you know, to further his kingdom. And I love the way that we're seeing um, the gospel go forth today through creators. I love that we're seeing it through uh, musicians and social media influencers and writers, you know, bloggers, content creators, uh, podcasters. And I think, uh, the amount of I think even teachers. during COVID, um, it squeezed out the extra creativity and the influence yeah. to say, if you didn't have a big platform, i.e. could gather stadiums of people beforehand, then suddenly you have the ability to pull people together. You're in your living room. And oh yeah, by the way, the people that were filling stadiums are going to have to go on to social media and it leveled the playing field. So I actually watched creativity right. spike and I'm cheering people on um, as they say, Hey, I'm coming to you with what, whatever this thought, this idea, this poem, this song, that was really fun to watch. And honestly, it's like, it's almost that God has been getting storehouse ready kind of for this moment. Cause I've seen it jump in six months. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know, if, if, if you would have told me, I don't know about you, you're probably, you're a little more uh, forward thinking perhaps than, than me, but if you would have told me 10, 15 years ago that you could be 25, 27 and, and build essentially an audience of over 100,000 people, 100,000 different people who at some level are engaged with you, responding, you know, a, a, a percentage of them at some level with you. I would have told you you're crazy. It's crazy. To your point, it's, it's completely flip-flopped. And, and again, I, I just want to say it, like I applaud the, the generation, the millennial generation and others who, who are courageously stepping out and using these tools and, and platforms um, to get God's word out. And to, I think, just as important to walk out the will of God for them, their creative yeah. calling, that yeah. they are fully alive in Christ, doing what God has called them to do. Yes. Um, in an extreme tension, like let's, let's just name that. And, and you talk about missionary hearted, or I would even say ministry hearted, business minded. And that's what you're saying. It's like, you know, social media is a spiritual, right? That it can be used for incredibly evil things can be redeemed for incredibly good things. But that tension, they're choosing to live within it. They're saying, if I'm going to create, if I'm going to, to share to the world from my living room, I choose to live in that tension, right? Is that the way that you kind of describe it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I believe that, that kingdom creators online today are extremely courageous because they are choosing to live and exist in that tension. And they're choosing not a bunker mentality that we've seen, you know, certain Christian movements throughout human history, but we're radically seeing millions of brothers and sisters in Christ who are engaging culture to transform it from the inside out. And I, 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 I just applaud them. I am so 
grateful and thankful, you know, for, for what they are attempting to do. Bold acts of faith, um, you know, courageous faith. But again, the pain point there is, is how do they continue it? How, how, how do, do I pay for this thing? It? How do I make how, a, how do we, how do we get supporters? How do what was the new missionary funding model is kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and I don't think that there is a better way to, to, to fund your creative calling, to fund your mission, um, to fund your work for the kingdom than the people of God. You know, we go back to, and I love, it's almost the idea, you know, of who are your Philippians? You know, when you read through the letter of the Apostle Paul to the Philippians, I mean, he is, he starts the letter um, by thanking them, acknowledging who they are as supporters of, of him and the mission God's given him, but also he ends it in uh, just, just thanking them for their generosity, you know? And so this, this has been, you know, we were a little older. We grew up in the day where our parents or grandparents or just our friends, parents or whoever that were in the church, they would write the check to the ministry of the preacher that, that is put it on cassette tapes or now putting it on CDs and then DVDs, right? And they would pour into that person's ministry. They would sow into that person's ministry. Uh, that's archaic today. Yep. And um, Storehouse, you know, is meeting this need of becoming a tool, a platform for kingdom creators to invite their audience members to partner with them in the work that God's called them to do. And then in and on our platform exclusively to engage those followers, much like the apostle Paul writing his letter to the Philippians and saying, thank you. Thank you for your generosity. It has been an immense encouragement to me. And when you think of it, I was, you know, I think about, um, I appreciate your podcast. And I, I was listening to a conversation recently with, uh, uh, YouTuber Chas Smith. And he was talking about some of these ideas, but he was talking, really describing this funnel as he was processing his fans. I mean, this guy has millions of people kind of engaged with his content. Yet he he really views the second layer as, as a real audience, people that are truly curious, intrigued, appreciate what he does. But then he goes one level deeper, you know, to to these closest supporters, these super supporters. And these are people that I think uh, if invited, if asked, if he cast vision and humbly asked um, and, and even perhaps used storehouse, I think he would see some of those supporters joyfully join into partnership. Dude, I, and that's I, what crowdfunding is is doing today. I love this. First of all, it's timeless. Right. There's always been a ministry or missionary support model, period. No matter what means there are, there's always been a model. The second thing to be able to view that as who's most engaged, i.e., who gets you, right? There's trust there. As you go further down the funnel, they trust you and they say, How can I help? The third thing I'm hearing is that frees you to give the time toward that. And that's something that I see a lot is just to say, man, I love all people. I want to invest in a lot of different people, but I also have a family to provide for. And so right. 
Money just frees me to be able to focus and give that time. Meanwhile, you do that, the flywheel continues to go, right? Because you get better at your craft. The good stuff comes out. Your audience grows. And so it actually ends up being, you know, not just a funnel, but I think a cycle that they free you and fund you to be able to do those things. It's it's beautiful. I think timely and timeless kind of coming together. In, yeah. And I, I absolutely love it. Talk about another pain point besides the funding and the sustainability piece. Yeah, it, it is without a doubt is discouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, as a pastor for 10 years, you know, I mean, it's like every single week I'd go home yep. and I would I'd exhale and, and then the wait would begin, right? The wait for the email. The to email. Come. The, the email that would, you know, sometimes definitely carry over into Mondays and possibly into Tuesday, you know, mornings. And, and, or if someone was bold enough, you know, I mean, they came with a, a critique of some time, you know, of some kind, you know, to your face. But those were hard moments, right? Those hard moments when you got that email and you had to wrestle with what's, what's true in it. Um, if you were to be honest. Yeah. So, you know, today, again, we have Christians stepping out kingdom creators, doing courageous acts of faith, getting the gospel out, loving God and loving their neighbor as they live out their creative calling, who are completely vulnerable to not just one or a couple hundred, but thousands, often tens of thousands of people who can say whatever they want to say publicly and or engage publicly. publicly yeah. Versus an publicly. email. Versus, versus an email. And this happens on every single post of content, every video, right? Every potentially podcast, every piece of art. It is a vulnerable position. And you and I have talked about this some, you know, discouragement, discouragement is a path um, to quitting. There comes a point where someone's just too discouraged, so they stop. And then what I think we're speaking life into the, the kingdom creator is, yes, but if you grow too discouraged and you stop doing what you believe God's called you to do, then you're going to have regret. And regret will steal the joy from your life. Alan, what do you what do you say? And I know you quote someone else. You say that that discouragement is a common emotion, but isolation is a choice. Yeah. And loneliness, loneliness is a feeling, right? Common to man. Here we go. Isolation is a choice. And I see it happening, right? That discouragement is lonely. I'm the only one that's that's ever had bad things said about me online, somebody that's misunderstood me, right? That pain. And so I'm going to choose to, to quit, to stop, whatever. And what I'm hearing you say is, is the exact opposite of that. Put people around you who aren't going to cancel yeah. you, who aren't going to misunderstand you, who are for you, who are with you, who, who can combat that discouragement. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the first level of defense is, is with your your storehouse supporters, the people that receive your invitation, and they begin sowing financially and spiritually into um, you and to what God's called you to do. Yeah. And um, it starts, you know, it starts there. But then as the storehouse 
you know, creative community grows, it's then being around others who, who battle, you know, the same discouragement and the ability to, to minister to one another. We're not there yet, but it's a dream of mine, right? It's a dream of mine that, that you see um, content creators and you see musicians, um, podcasters, teachers, and so forth. I mean, coming together, uh, part of this storehouse creative community and just deeply, deeply encouraging and ministering to one another. Man, I love it. I love it. Obviously, you're you're speaking my language when you're saying, here are creatives that understand the challenges. We're going to get you with other creatives. There's always something about me getting with other podcasters, other coaches, and saying, what are you learning? How are you growing? There's so much potential, right? You said it earlier. When you get the right people together, God does yeah. something. But often we're one or two steps or questions away from that. Yeah. And, and so I see this as an incredible space for that to happen. Um, we actually have a creator page at Stay Forth because immediately I went, man, there are going to be some people that want to help to use that word to be a patron of what we're doing and say, we get it. There's also people that can give in other ways. But if we're going to grow, then we are going to need to scholarship more leaders to, to pay down some people's you know, coaching bill or experience bill. So, man, I absolutely love this. I'm so on board and get to, getting to experience it as a creator. I just want to say thanks, man. Thanks for taking the risk. Uh, I doubt you're the first person to think of the idea. And yet you actually did it. You actually took the risk to do it. And I can't imagine what's involved in the backside of something. This is not an afternoon that you had this idea and then this thing's running a couple weeks later. So, uh, man, so much to talk about here. Um, Talk about the opportunities today to get the message out online. I mean, the message of Jesus, this unchanging message, has so many channels and opportunities. What do you see out there, Casey, that excites you? Yeah, I see um, I see people of all ages, um, you know, embracing the opportunity. Um, and, and I see, I'm just going to say it over and again, I just see uh, believers acting courageously, saying, giving the Lord their yes. And, um, and so, yeah, what, what you are starting to see through all sorts of different types of, of creativity, you're seeing um, God at work through his people, which and I don't know that I've highlighted this as much as I would like. I mean, the kingdom of God advances as the people of God march forward, you know, with the gospel and the gospel is preached and proclaimed um, in music, in film. Uh, when we create beautiful things in, in, in an ugly world, um, Jesus is proclaimed uh, his kingdom. We're, we're living right uh, as kingdom citizens. And so we're seeing uh, Jesus, you know, proclaimed uh, on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, um, TikTok, uh, you know, and we're seeing, I think, you know, what, which, which is really interesting even about crowdfunding. And this is maybe for the, the, the older generation who, who I just love the support of the chosen. But you see the chosen today building out a beautiful product this this film that is timely and is having immense impact what's their business model mainly crowdfunding 
It's the people of God supporting God's projects and God's people. And, and when, um, when that happens, uh, I think we can accomplish more today and in the coming years, Alan, than at any other point in human history. Um, and, and I think, so storehouse, I, I, storehouse is a place, you know, for all these types of, of creatives to be a place where they, our process is simple. It's sign up for free and it's create, uh, it's invite and it's engage. And the process is really simple for a creator who wants to um, begin exploring this. And that is to go create a free account and, and put just a little time into creating a customized creator page. One that reflects you as the creator, one that has your graphics, one that has your videos, your content, your words, and you begin to pray and dream about different tiers, for example, of financial support and the different ways that you could, if you want to think about rewarding um, um, your supporters or engaging them in unique and creative ways, you create this page and then that URL goes out, man, right? You take it to your your audience, uh, be it email or YouTube or Facebook, and, and you invite them to partner. And Again, when you've built trust with an audience and then you put out an invitation, people respond. Um, and then moving forward at that point, you engage. And isn't, isn't relationship, Alan, um, so critical to the kingdom of God? Yeah, there, there's nothing like it. And we start with money sometimes, but let's start with people in your corner. I've had people, literally, we have, we have a tier at $10 a month that people can just begin giving and investing. I had a guy reach out, say this podcast is nourished he and his wife, and it's helped them get through the chaos, the madness and the crisis in their family of 2020. Uh, and he just said, how can I give back? And I just sent him over there and, you know, we send him a journal in the mail or, we'll, you know, we'll send him some socks or something that fits who we are. And I wasn't just thinking, oh, here's, here are the dollars this year that are going to help us produce the podcast, you know, scholarship at risk leaders. I'm thinking, man, these people are in, they're in our corner at the level that they can be in. So what I love is that you control the tiers. You can do yeah. 10 bucks a month. You can do a hundred bucks a month, whatever your needs are. And I, I would imagine some people are going to go for scale and some people are going to yeah. say, man, I'm going to do this and um, hope to attract X amount of people. Casey, um, without sharing their names, just share a couple of the creators on there that you're excited about doing some, some really cool thing that you're kind of helping to power to do that. Yeah, I, uh, man, I have just been thrilled for a, uh, a 27 year old creator. Um, and she just had this desire to, to teach and, and to start a, a monthly Bible study. And so she and I engaged and, and, and uh, conversed and I coached her a bit on thinking through it um, a bit. And, and she, she courageously went to her audience and, and she explained her sense of calling to it. She uh, invited um, them to participate. And, and for her, she kept it pretty simple, right? It was one or two different tiers of support. But that exclusive community received the, the Zoom link. And you know what happened, Alan? 
literally people from around the world were either joining live in that, that Zoom Bible study of this Midwest girl, um, or they were going back and watching, but she literally had um, supporters from Australia to the UK. Wow. And he ha- she set a goal of 100 supporters, monthly supporters. And um, honestly, it so resonated with people that she achieved and exceeded her goal. I think it was within 17 days. That's awesome, man. Um, and then I think of, you know, an oil painter who, uh, man, this guy is a deep well. And he loves the Lord. And he views his, he's called to be a full-time artist. He's an oil painter. Um, he too has a, a, a storehouse creator page. Um, and, and he is putting out beautiful pieces of art. And he is able to share where that came from, why it's important to him, and what's most important. Um, to him and crowdfunding for him for someone that particularly COVID ended his um, uh, his tours of art shows where he generated the majority of his revenue. Yep. And crowdfunding became um, you know an answer to that need, a solution so to that need. So, so good. I love it, man. You know the the phrase limitation produces innovation and the limitations went up. And in order to match that leaders had to, I mean, everybody said pivot last year, but adapt and figure out how am I going to continue creating? And sometimes that's the biggest challenge is how do I, and you have kids, I got kids. How do we fund our families so that we can justify that time to do what God's called us to do and build our way forward, create our way forward. And so if you're listening to this and that is you, guys, I want to encourage you to, to check out Storehouse. Uh, again, I immediately resonated with this idea, um, but I didn't just go over there and create an account immediately. It took us some time. We waited in and then I went, oh, this is how it can actually help us to serve more people. So I would encourage you to ask that question. How can a consistent revenue stream and eventually now a community of creators help you to continue creating? Because I think, Casey, that we're at risk of quitting. I think that is one of the biggest dangers that's lurking is simply us ceasing to create and bring new things into the world. That is how we echo the image of God is by continuing one of the ways, right? That is our worship. We continue to create, whether we're an oil you know, painter, whether we are a videographer, uh, whether you're creating beautiful songs, whether you are connecting with girls through Bible studies, um, it's incredible, man. So I see this as, as a crucial platform. Um, let, let's go kind of into maybe uncle mode. Somebody comes to you and says, you know, Casey, I, I need some older eyes and ears on this. Give me some wisdom. Uh, I'm a incredibly creative, you know, maybe early to mid 20 something. I'd like to do this with the rest of my life. What are some things that I really need to be thinking about or investing in if I'm going to do this with half my time or a majority of my time? What do I need to be looking at? Give me some advice. I think based too on what I've learned now the last couple of years of just speaking with many, many creators is um, first, uh, seek to understand your motivation. You know, I've heard 
someone say years ago, and it really has been impactful for me that where God's call takes you, his grace will keep you. Uh, this this um, pursuit of God's will and plan for your life and, and this creative calling, uh, it's it's going to be harder than you anticipate. It's That's true, for, I think, for all of us. Yeah. And so just really being grounded and centered, you know, in this sense of calling, I think is, is really important. But I also think as the times have shifted and changed immensely in the last 15 to 20 years, I love what God's doing. God's calling people into this space. He's calling them into um, you know, these environments and to utilize these tools and again, to be, um, uh, to really be modern day missionaries. Um, and so I think most definitely really just spend time in prayer, ask people, do you, do you see this calling upon my life? Do you see these strengths? I think it's really, really important. I also uh, think just authenticity that, that being an authentic person um, is is really critical to earning trust and building trust, especially as you faithfully do what God's called you to do, yeah. come into contact and expose, you know, to to new people, people who don't know you, who don't know your story. Um, so just really being authentic. I also think viewing viewing it to your point when you said, you know, in, in the illustration, I want to do this the rest of my life, like viewing it truly as a marathon and not a sprint. Um, you may or may not have, particularly if you step into crowdfunding, you may or may not have the result you want month one, maybe year one. Um, but as you are faithful to invite and engage, you know, your audience, uh, we really see that, that, that more and more supporters come, providing greater sustainability. Um, so th- I think there, there, it does require a mature patience, um, you know, in that. And, and I think that'd be good. Lastly, uh, I think two things. One, we, the world needs believers to rise up in faith and walk out what God has called them to walk out. Yes. You know, a very, uh, a life verse for me, you know, is, is Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand um, before that we should walk in them. Like we eat, we have purpose. And what the world needs is to see God's, see Christians fully alive in Christ. And I don't think we can be fully alive in Christ unless we're really walking out what God has called us to walk out. And, um, and then I would secondly say, that that believe in yourself believe in yourself it's going to require courage and um as you step out in faith and encourage um and and as you grow in confidence not pride confidence um what you're going to see is you're going to see people want to rally when you look at the great movements, even in the last 10 years, where we just see these pockets of like the gospel going forth and, and crazy, crazy kind of growth. I mean, it really is always centered around minimally a person or a team of people who, who are confident and who believe in what they're doing and who believe that what they're creating or what they're doing is adding value. 
um, to that. And when you when you do that, uh, I think we we have the opportunity to see again the the kingdom of God come in 2021, 2022 in such a powerful way as God's people rise to the calling and um, we watch his blessing and anointing. Let's go. Um, Man, you're preaching. Yeah. You're preaching, Casey. I love it. That's such a good place to end that kind of sends us out of this podcast. I want to encourage you, if you're listening, the, the word that I use is genius. God's given you a unique genius. Something on your life that you can reach people in a way that Casey and I cannot. God's wired you up right. with that. Maybe you've spent tens of thousands of hours honing that craft, and this gives you the space to be able to do that is that we need the gift that you have, right? As not only the body, but also there can be people that can see God through your unique gifting and wiring your personality. It's a beautiful thing to watch. So, man, I love coaching leaders toward this, cheering leaders on. You've created a platform called Storehouse for people to be able to do that. Guys, I would encourage you just go poke around there, storehouse.world and go check it out. Uh, and you can even set up a call with Casey. You can even get more information in terms of how do I set this up? What does this look like? But I believe that if you are currently creating, that you need to pay attention to these words. You need to zoom out and look at the long haul and ask, what's it going to take to continue to yeah. do this, this marathon that is not easy? It does require finances. And maybe the last thing to think about is we talk about health here on this podcast. And uh, I want you to examine, we don't talk about money all that often. It's kind of taboo in our culture, but frankly, is your current level of support going to support your family, going to support you in the next two, five, 10 years? And if not, yeah. now's the time to start growing that because I, I do not want to see more leaders taken out of this genius, this craft, this ministry, their missionary move of God simply because right. they haven't taken the time to be able to put people around them who probably would invest if you ask them to. So Casey, you are hitting real pain points in the world today. I love what God is doing through Storehouse and I love uh, watching it from the inside as well. Every time I see or hear a new supporter over here at Stay Forth, I feel like there's one more person in my corner. So, so appreciate you and the work of Storehouse, man. Keep it up. Hey, thank you, Alan. Appreciate it being with you. Shine, shine, So long.